I often helped my niece with her homework from time to time, and she was telling me about her music class. She's 12, by the way. And she was like, Uncle Dustin, guess what instrument I play? Now, I took the logical guess, and I guessed either the flute or the clarinet. As a side note, I couldn't stand flute and clarinet players in band because they were always trash. The strongest sections were always the woodwinds and the brass. Well, that gets awkward because clarinets are also a part of the woodwinds, but they're excluded from that because clarinet players weren't good. Sorry for the tangent. Anyway, my niece eventually told me that, you know, she plays the flute and she showed me her flute. And then, you know, as she was putting it back, she said, do you think that there's some instruments that are just for girls? Now that question caught me off guard because I realized by assuming that she played either clarinet or flute, I was reinforcing this gendered instrument expectation. In my desire to be the cool, the enlightened, and the sophisticated uncle, I responded, no, it's it's just an instrument. Anyone could play whichever instrument that they choose. She gave me a slight stank face and said, I don't know, I saw a boy walking with a flute and it just didn't look It just didn't look right. Hmm. Those five words, it just don't look right. No, you can't wear that. No, you can't do that. You can't be that. You can't say that. You can't like that. You can't walk like that. You can't dress like that. You can't act like that because it just don't look right. Does it not look right or does it just look different? Stop telling young people to be anything less than their full and whole self. Regardless of how it looks, sounds, or make us feel, let them be free. What up, what up, what up? You're listening to Rethinking Manhood, and if you didn't know, now you know. And if you're here by accident, make a cup of coffee, pour a glass of wine, and I invite you to stay a while. In today's episode, we're going to talk about patriarchy, masculinity, and why this presents a crisis for men today. In 2022. First, let's talk about a word that scares a lot of men patriarchy. Now, often I feel that this word is met with a lot of resistance to men. And maybe it's because early feminism was rooted in a strong but valid dislike and hatred towards men. Bell Hooks and the Will to Change makes the argument that the truth that we do not tell is that we have collectively failed at loving boys at a young age thus making many men unable to love well. When we say patriarchy, we are addressing the social system in which men hold power, whether this is in public and or a private space. It is addressing the fact that not only is it a reality that men hold most of the power within institutions and every system, but also our deeply rooted belief that not only is this the natural way, but that this is the way that it should be. What then our society does is create explanations for why it must be this way and why it must stay this way. Sociobiologists have conducted research in support of male dominance and patriarchy being an inevitable part of life. Now, don't be misled by the usage of scientific terminology A lot of the research is rooted in the belief that because it's always been this way, it should continue to be this way. Their argument also overemphasizes the physical dominance that men may have uh, that, you know, most folks don't 
dispute. Their arguments rely heavily on seeing testosterone, you know, the hormone that it maintains bone density and facial body hair, muscle strength, mass, deepens your voice, all of that. They over-glorify testosterone. And here's the thing. There's just so many things wrong with this argument. One, it ignores the fact that the lack of testosterone has never stopped anyone from being able to lead well, from being seen as someone who could be a CEO of a company or someone who can be athletic, any all of these things. And it also makes a dumb assumption. Sorry, that was kind of a mean way to put it. I'm not a mean person. I don't like calling people dumb. Um, sometimes we're not, people just aren't informed sometimes, but the reality is, is that men also have very different testosterone levels. And in fact, when men age, their testosterone levels decrease. So (laughs) then when we think about men who are in power, it is the old white men who already have probably lower testosterone levels anyway. And yet sociobiologists are using testosterone as this huge argument. Nothing else to say there, except for that that argument isn't relevant. We make this argument that males are naturally stronger, naturally more suited for leadership, that they are the genetically designed to be warriors, while on the other hand, women are naturally more emotional, thus incapable of them being strong leaders, Um, You know, we say things like they are too dramatic or they are better at cooking and cleaning. And we saw we see all of these things as being biological in some ways and not always as being learned behaviors. So then what we do is we raise young boys to be what we think they should be. We buy them tractors. We buy them superheroes, fighting action figures. We encourage them to play just a little bit rougher. And we say it's the natural way. We give young girls art supplies, cooking toys, easy-bake ovens. I ain't gonna lie, I love me some easy-bake ovens. I hope those... But then, now that I think about it, an easy-bake oven is just an air fryer. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? I was over here thinking that an easy-bake oven had some sort of natural magic. Turns out that thing just an air fryer. But we give young girls easy-bake ovens. We give... You know, them the the dressing up dolls, the action figures that are focused on fashion or uh, exchanging the clothes. And we say it's the natural way when it's more so who we've encouraged and affirmed them to be. And even if we're not doing this intentionally, it happens in other settings. It happens in schools. We must remind ourselves that socialization happens more than just in the home. It's happening in every informal or formal setting that we enter. Whether we reject it or not, believe it or not, like it or not, the reality is that we all live under patriarchy, a world, culture, and society that is based on a rigid dichotomy of gender roles. And don't get me wrong, this is changing in 2022. And I must acknowledge that what it means to be a young person today is different than what it was six years ago. For there are kids shows that explain microaggressions, naming and introducing yourself with your pronouns is normal for some K through 12 students at some schools. And the rise of non-binary and trans teachers and students, though we are living in a world that challenges the constructions of gender, it is still dominantly seen and represented in the media that, and I'm gonna quote Terry Real here, he's a best-selling author and relationship therapist, but he says, traditionally, men are supposed to be strong and feel independent, unemotional, 
logical, and confident. Women are supposed to be expressive, nurturant, weak, and dependent. One of these things I say about those traditional gender roles is they don't make anybody happy and they don't make for intimacy. Ending the quote here. And I'm so struck by that line. They don't make anybody happy and they don't make for intimacy. So what does patriarchy have to do with masculinity and manhood? Oh, just everything. When we embrace masculinity based on patriarchy, being a man is about strength, independence, masking emotions, placing logic above anything else, and being confident. And it's not that there's something wrong with with all of those things for there is nothing wrong with strength, nothing wrong with being strong physically or enjoying to lift weights and building up your muscle. There's nothing wrong with independence, with using logic and with confidence. But the issue is that we largely see masculinity as resisting anything and everything that is associated with femininity. So I want you to also struggle saying that word so much, but I want you to make make a mental list for a few seconds. Right. What are things that you associate with masculinity in your life and what are things that you associate with femininity? Because here's the reality. Because we see being nurturing and caring as being associated with feminine. (laughs) There I go. 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 (laughs) Being associated with femininity. Praise God. We resist being just that. We ignore the very complexity of our humanness for a human cannot solely exist as being strong. A human cannot solely exist as being fully independent for we all need to depend on something and someone at some time. Here's a reality and this reality may be hard for us, but emotions have no gender. Patriarchy teaches men and boys to mask their emotions, which denies them of their ability to experience their own humanity. To exist, to be fully alive, is to experience excitement, sadness, awkwardness, beauty, pain, joy, warmth, fear, anxiety, love, tears, heartbreak, butterflies in your stomach, and more. I want to pause for a second. I'm curious. When's the last time you allowed yourself to be a human? When's the last time you cried? The last time you've experienced warmth? The last time you got butterflies? The last time you felt joy? The last time you felt sad. The last time you appreciated the beauty of something. We respond to these questions thinking, I can't even remember the last time I did that or experienced that. You are robbing yourself of your humanity. You are robbing yourself of something that God has intentionally and purposely given you. Your emotions your feelings. Patriarchy denies all of us, all of us, 
regardless of gender, the right of existing and experiencing our full humanity. It's not even good for the men that it benefits. As many people move towards doing the work of unlearning patriarchal masculinity, our society begins to respond with fear and concern. Because patriarchal masculinity is all we've known as the standard for men, we freak out when these ideas are challenged. Many people, regardless of gender, are terrified of the idea of men not being the way that men have always been. We say silly things like, how are men going to fight wars if we don't raise them to be strong, aggressive, and manly? Funny thing about that question and statement is that, honestly, unlearning patriarchal masculinity would probably prevent a lot of wars in the first place. Bell Hook says in The Will to Change, There seems to be a fear that if men are raised to be people of integrity, people who can love, They will be unable to be forceful and act violently if needed. We see that females that are raised with the traits any person of integrity embodies can act with tenderness, with assertiveness, and with aggression if if and when aggression is needed. Twitter feeds, Instagram, and Facebook posts have made it clear that we don't want no sissified men. I wonder if we're so used to men in our lives and in our society being so broken, detached, and disconnected that we cannot imagine men existing in any other way. I am not at all advocating that men shouldn't like sports, beer, or some other quote-unquote masculine or manly interest. I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply saying that men must look deeper inside themselves and fully embrace their identity beyond these interests. I'm advocating that men learn to tap into their feelings, emotions, that men lean into being affectionate fathers and lovers, nurturing parents and loving individuals. I'm advocating that men respect women, not just the women that they like or find attractive, that they leave behind dominance as a way of being and are replacing it with the shared power, that we would not see our manhood as having power over someone else but instead power over ourselves, power to control our actions, power to control our tempers and desires. These quote-unquote masculine interests can coexist with being a decent human being too. Whether you find yourself agreeing or disagreeing with me on this matter, I leave you with this reality. Patriarchal masculinity ain't working for us. Nearly one in 10 men reported experiencing some form of depression or anxiety, but less than half of them sought treatment. Men die by suicide 3.5 more times than women. Men are almost two times more likely to binge drink than women. 49% of men feel more depressed than they admit to the people in their life. Men are much less likely to voice struggles with mental illness and even thoughts of suicide. Many men are survivors of sexual assault and abuse, yet it mostly goes unreported. Many men are perpetrators of sexual assault and violence, and yet most men will say that they don't know a man who's ever 
assaulted anyone. There's violence in ways we've never seen it. And the list of issues goes on. So before you find yourself defending patriarchal masculinity, you ask yourself, is it really benefiting our society? Is it really benefiting our world? And ask yourself, is it really, truly, and deeply even benefiting me? I'll close with a quote from Bell Hooks in The Will to Change, paraphrasing a bit. What the world needs now is liberated men. Men who are empathetic and strong, autonomous and connected, responsible to self, to family, and friends, to society, incapable of understanding how those responsibilities are, ultimately inseparable. Men need feminist thinking. It is the theory that supports their spiritual evolution and their shift away from the patriarchal model. Patriarchy is destroying the well-being of men taking their lives daily. Here's some questions I'll leave you to ponder. Question number one. Are you allowing yourself to be human by fully experiencing your emotions? Are there specific emotions that you're hiding or concealing? If so, why? Question number two. What were you taught that a man should be? Who taught you this? And after thinking through that, ask yourself, is there a need to rethink what you've been taught? If yes, how so? Yo, thank you so much for listening to Rethinking Manhood. Please take a second, stop what you're doing. Follow Rethinking Manhood on Instagram at Rethinking Manhood. And then if you would like, definitely don't have to, but if you're more interested in my life and what I do and things I think and what all that stuff, uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Destin, D-E-S-T-Y-N, for F-O-R, greatness, G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S. I'm so thankful that you have been willing to take this journey with me. My hope for you is that in this week, I hope that you fully experience humanity in whatever way that that means for you. I hope that every time that you feel emotion rising within you, that you would release it, that you would allow it to happen, and that you would fully experience it. I hope that you smile a lot this week, that you laugh, and that you make a lot of memories. Have a good one, and I'll see you next time. Take care.